Well, I would like to say welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Wells of Living Water, Springing Up Ministries. For this is your apostle, Apostle Don. As I come to you with the word of the Lord on today, with our foundation of being on one accord as God has intended us to be, helping one another, tending to our needs, comforting one another, bringing change into our lives, expecting a difference in the outlook of your circumstances, encouraging each other to uplift our spirits. Our foundation scripture is 1 Peter 4 and 10. Open up as we receive a gift ministered to one another as good stewards of the mainfold grace of God. For our cornerstone scripture is Isaiah 61 and 1. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and to the opening of the prison to them that are bound. That is our foundation. That's what we stand on um, here in the ministry. We are a Bible-based teaching ministry. We are a loving family as one. We support one another. We help bring each other under the subjection of the Holy Spirit. If you are a sister or brother in need, we also help to bring those things that you are in need of um, before you as we will lift you up in prayer and keep you covered, surrounded. If you need help in any kind of way, if you just need someone to help hold your arms up as you're fighting a good fight of faith, that's what we all are here for as we are our brothers and sisters keeper in the mighty name of Jesus. Brothers and sisters keeper. 
whatever your need will be, we will achieve as we believe that God will be well pleased. We want to make sure that we're here for one another, not just here to make a scene, to be a show, form, fam, or fashion, but we really want to impact the body of Christ in a special way. Amen? Amen. As we go into our daily prayer, dear Heavenly Father, I pray this prayer in the power of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, I bind, rebuke, and bring to no effect all division, discord, disunity, strife, anger, wrath, murder, criticism, condemnation, pride, envy, jealousy, gossip, slander, evil speaking, complaining, lying, false teaching, false gifts, false manifestation, lying signs, and wonders, poverty, fear of lack, fear of spirits, murmuring spirits, complaining spirits, hindering spirits, relatorial spirits, receiving spirits, religious spirits, occult spirits, witchcraft spirits, including Jezebel, Delilah, Apollyon, and Absalom, and spirits of Antichrist. I cover myself with the blood of Jesus. I bind all curses that have been spoken against me. I bless those who curse me and pray blessings on those who despitefully use me. I bind all spoken judgment made against me and judgments I have made against others. I bind the power of negative words from others, and I bind and render unuseless all prayers not inspired by the Holy Spirit, whether physic, uh, excuse me, whether psychic, soul, force, witchcraft, or confederate tongues that have been prayed against me. In the name of Jesus, I bind up all ungodly power from every source. I use the name of Jesus as your weapon of war to break down, undam, and blow up walls of protection around all witches, warlocks, wizards, American Indians, shamans, and witch doctors, voodoo, fetishes, um, psychic prayers, psychic thoughts, all witchcraft, sorcery, magic, voodoo, all minds, uh, psychic warfare, prayer chains, incense and candle burning, and everything else being sent against me or members of my family. I use the name of Jesus to cut their civil cords. I ask you, God, to send angels to carry all these demons and their associated and connected families of curses and assignments away with confusion to the place you want them to go. I am God's child. I resist the devil. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I put on the whole armor of God. I take authority over this day. In Jesus' name, let it be prosperous for me and let me walk in your love. The Holy Spirit leads and guides me today. I discern between the righteous and the wicked. I take authority over Satan and his demons and all people influenced by them. I declare Satan is under my feet, and he shall remain there all day. I am the righteous of God in Jesus Christ. I am the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. I am God's property. Satan, you are bound from my family, my mind, my body, my home, 
and my finances. I confess that I am healed and whole. I flourish. I am lived. I am long lived. Stable, durable, incorruptible, fruitful, virtuous, full of peace, patience, and love. Whatsoever I set my hands to do shall prosper. For God supplies all my needs. I have authority over Satan, all demons, and beasts of the field. God, I pray for the ministry you have for me. Anoint me for all you have called me to do for you. I call forth divine opportunity appointments. Open doors of opportunity. God, I ordain an encounter and minister position. I claim a hedge of protection around myself, spouse, and children throughout this day and night. I ask you, God, in the name of Jesus, to dispatch angels to surround me, my spouse and children today, and to put them throughout my house and around our property, souls and bodies. I ask angels to protect my house for any intrusion or to protect me and my family from any harm from demonic, physical, or mental attacks. I ask this prayer in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Is there anyone that has anything to say or share um, before we move on? Uh, we can't really hear you. You're kind of going. Can you hear me now? Yeah. That's better. Okay. Just giving all honors to God and thanks for the Apostle Don. And Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. And everyone online, God bless you all. Um, there's two scriptures. It's from it's from um, Third John and eleven. Third John is just one chapter, so it's verse eleven. I can't really. Hear myself. I'm on a bad connection, so I can't really hear myself. So <laughs> I'm a wean it. So third John says, verse eleven. Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God. But he that doeth evil have not seen God. And what that means, he that doeth evil have not seen God, they don't know God. They profess with their mouth to know God, but their hearts are far, are far from him. And we have a lot of people that are professing to know God, but their hearts are way far. <laughs> way, they, because they still want to 
be in the world and go to church, if you know what I mean. People that just attend services, but they don't even know God. Not saying that they can't get to know God, because if you stay around church people long enough, God has a way of touching you. But their hearts are far from God. They're not getting anything. They're not getting no word from God. Nothing's sinking in. They're not living a lifestyle for God. They're not obeying God. They're not in God's will. All of that. The second scripture is in Matthew. This is this is just what the Lord just put on my heart. I haven't read the scriptures, haven't studied the scriptures, none of that. He just placed this on my heart, and I try to be obedient to the best, you know, that I can serve God and share the scriptures with you all. The second scripture is Matthew 7, verse 15, and it says, Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are raven wolves. This this is, God forbid, not pertaining to anyone on the line. God is just putting it in the atmosphere because this is this is the this is the time, the place, and it even was then that we are seeing this so rampantly in the world, in the world, not in the spiritual realm, not where saints are, not, not where saints live and abide, but in the world. What God is saying to us is do good, do good. Let evil not even be named amongst us. Get the evil out of your heart and do the will of God. God is love. God is good. God is God is all the heavenly things of God. Get the evil out of your heart. Don't profess to know God and you ain't living for God. Because we'll procure your people. We don't do things according to what the world do. We don't walk, we don't talk, we don't live according to how the world is what that means the world the pattern the fashion the behaviors of what ungodly people do in other words the the unruly they don't love god don't be counted among that number if you're a saint of god if you live for god and you are of God, do good. Amen? Amen. 
Amen. Praise the Lord. Is there anyone else that has anything else they would like to share or say? Are there any prayer requests? Hi, Pastor Don. It's Praise the Lord, Sister Tony. Need a prayer request. I have heart surgery tomorrow at 7.30. Okay. I have fear. Fear, fear, fear. Doubt. Worry, worry, worry. Fear, fear, fear. No, I shouldn't. God has done it for you one time. What makes you think he won't do it again? Amen. We can't allow ourselves to go into a mindset of where we used to be. And I'm going to give you one topic today of building you. Building you. Is that it? For your prayer request, Sister Tanya? Anyone else with a prayer request? Hey man, I um just being prayer with me, um <clears throat> getting ready to switch jobs, better opportunity in the risen. And um more pay. So just be in prayer, be prayerful about that. And um Transition transition goes smoothly and find faith in hands and all of it. Amen. 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 Anyone else? I, uh, again, uh, I just want to tell the young lady that uh, I was on the line speaking concerning heart surgery. You know, tell her to fear not and to be not dismayed, for God is in control. And also, she has the power and the authority to control her outcome. God says, all those things, though they be not, as though they were. So the surgery is done, over with, complete, and successful. Speak that in the atmosphere and let God handle the rest. We don't, we don't sometimes use the power and the authority that God has given us to use. And we allow fear to come in. And not just on her situation, that's something 
that was something to be worried about. But we don't use the power and authority that God has given us in all situations. So we're quick to name it and claim it, but speak it and have faith in what you've spoken and know that that word went forth, that word went out, and it's going to do what you have spoken and instructed and commanded it to do. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Vernon. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Is there anyone else? Any other requests? Amen. Well, if not, I'm ready to give you some some good word. I don't know if you're going to shout over it, if you're going to take it in, if you're going to wash your face or hands with it, but I want to give you something from the word of God. As we all are going through trying times, we all are enduring a lot of things that we never have faced before. You know, I want to encourage you. I want to uplift you that you will stay in the face of God. Stay connected to the body of Christ that we all can continue to lift each other up, that we all will be able to walk hand in hand together on one accord as God has intended us to be, no matter what our circumstances are, because we all live different lives, we all do not have the same issues and problems, and some of us may go through similar things that we can minister to one another and help each other through. That's why we must learn to be our brothers and sisters keepers. If you desire to be a part of this ministry, if you desire to um, sow into the ministry today, our cash app is dollar sign springing up, S-P-R-I-N-G-I-N-G-U-P, or you can zell us at 240 Four five five six one zero five, or you can contact me to do other methods. We also have anointing and holy oil available for your purchase, so that you would have all things in your alabaster box and your travel case ready for no matter what comes forth in life. You will be equipped and prepared. Because that's what God is looking for us to do. He wants us to be equipped and prepared for what there is to come. We don't know the day nor the hour. I give honor and glory, and I pray that God will be a comforter to those that have lost loved ones. Uh, My condolences is out to you all. Um, We have had a lot of calls in within this month alone. Um, 
and within these few weeks, you know, people have gone on to glory um, before our very eyes. And we can prepare to go to the Word of God. I pray that God will open our eyes and ears spiritually that we may hear and see and understand what it is that he's showing us in the spiritual realm through his word. Our topic today will be building you. I want to start at Psalms 6 and 5. The book of Psalms, chapter 6, verse 5. For in death, those are no remembrance of thee. In the grave, who shall give thee thanks? Psalm 6 and 8. Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity, for the Lord hath heard the voices of my weeping. 1 Corinthians 4 and 21. What will ye? Shall I come unto you with a rod or in love and in the spirit of meekness? Now, remember, this is to build you up. For we know that there's a time to die. In death, you have those that won't remember you after a few months that you have passed on. Remember in life, as we are exited out of one another's lives, we may not think of you for another couple of months Oh, I haven't heard from this person. I haven't heard from so-and-so. But we have to be careful on who we rekindle a death situation with because God may have already removed those people or that person out of your life. In the grave, who shall give thee thanks? I tell people, do you know your, I ask them, do you know your purpose in life? Do you know why God created you? Because when you do, you live much better. You live longer. You live um, a more important, usable, and peaceable life, knowing and understanding who you are. Don't wait until your latter years to try to figure out who you are. Get in tune with yourself now, even in these past days that you've gone through something. Still seek to see who you are, because when you know you who you are, you will be able to handle your situations, your problems. You'll be able to pay your bills differently. You'll be able to live differently. No one will be able to walk up to you and give you anything. You will be able to receive your roses. Because if you know who you are, you're going to make sure that other people know. Amen? You're not just going to walk around and not allow people to understand and know who you are. That's just me walking up to you. Hey, how you doing, Sister Pat? And you're like, my name not Pat. And I'm like, you sure your name not Pat? I thought your name was Pat. But if you knew who you were, you know your name. You're going to make sure, no, my name is Kim, ma'am, or sister, or apostle. My name is Kim. You know, that's knowing who you are, knowing your name. You know, 
when you go to that job and you know you're not feeling well, but they're telling you if you don't come in, you won't have a job, but you know your body cannot go any further than what you've already pressed it to be. You end up on your deathbed today or tomorrow. Are these people going to give you thanks while you're in that grave? They may not even attend your funeral. They may not even send anything as far as a bereavement or nothing for you because you're already lost and forgotten. That's why 1 Corinthians 4 and 21, it says, What will ye? Shall I come unto you with a rod or in love and in the spirit of meekness? 1 Corinthians 4 and 20 says, For the kingdom of God is not in word but in power. The kingdom of God has power because to be absent of the body it should be present with God. But if you can't get you built up, if you can't get you jump-started, all of this will be vainly done. For well, First Corinthians 4 and 18 says, Now some are puffed up as though I would not come to you. See, in the midst of us, we have some people that think that they're better, they're more superior, you know, they have more confidence in us. So that over big-headedness overshadows and overtakes them to the point where you don't want nothing to deal with them. So First Corinthians 2 and 9 says, but as it is written, I have not seen nor ear hath heard, nor hath entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. See, there's a, a level where you have where people, they get all high-minded and high-mighty, and you're thinking that you really don't have too much to say you know, I, I don't know that level right now. You know, I'm too low down. I'm not going to be able to come up. But God is saying, eyes have not seen, nor ears have heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man. Those things that he has for you, he's already prepared a way of living for you. First Corinthians 2 and 3 says, and I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling, Sister Tanya. I am with you, Pastor Vernon. God is saying he's with you in the midst of your weakness and in your trembling. It's not always meant that we're just trembling because of fear. Sometimes we're walking in this thing we're called the walk of faith. We're walking and stepping out on faith. But that doesn't mean that we're not out with a tremble. That doesn't mean we're not looking left to right to see who's there and who's not, or who's going to harm me, or who's trying. 
You have to be on alert at all times. Does anyone have something to say or share or anything rebuttal to come behind what I've shared thus far? Any questions? Everybody is understanding. Amen. Yes. Amen. I come from 1 Corinthians 1 and 25. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than man. And the weakness of God is stronger than men. So we got to know how to lean on God because we think we have more power and authority than what we really don't realize. We need to allow God to be our strength. We need to allow God's wisdom overshadow what we have going on in our life of what we're thinking because his thoughts are not our thoughts or his ways are not our ways. The way that God will strategize something is far-fetched than what we could ever imagine or think that he would do. Someone wrongs us in life Someone gets over on us in life. Hello, somebody. We've had conflict, conflict of interest. I've done for you. I've paid for you. I've given my last for you. And you think that God is going to allow that to go unnoticed? No. God's vengeance is mine, thus saith the Lord. And everything is not always done because of vengeance. The word of God says, whatsoever a man thinketh, so is he. Greater is he than he that's within me, than he that's within the world. So therefore, if God is walking with you, talking with you, you're fasting, you're praying, you're giving God time, you have a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit, you're not just going to walk out your doors, you're not just going to live your natural life and not think that God will not have your back or your front or your side. God will be your all in all. He's not the man that's going to come as you are his, a woman and you take and you give God your third, your 10%, your 20%, and you think that's my last God. I don't have anything. Don't think that God won't turn around and replenish what you have put out. That's that man that you decide to be with whom will take your last and not give you anything in return. Butterhead puffed up thinking he's the man or ruler over your life or ruler over your household. When you need to take your authority back, because you need to check to make sure you're in right standing. Is that your husband? Are you all working on a relationship for marriage? Or is this just someone for the time being? Because we're building you. 
we're helping you to understand that death can knock at your door at any time. Will they thank you from the grave for the things that you've done for them, for the doors that you've opened of your household, for helping them to get a job when you didn't have a job, for your children being there to help them, clean and cook for them, as if they're in a bed and breakfast hotel or they never received or gave what they received. See, we got to learn how to begin to cut ties with people, places, and things. 1 Corinthians 1 and 26 says, For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many model or call, I mean, um, yeah, molded or called. Here we go, talking about your calling. For you see your calling. You know what God has called you. But because you're in a ministry and they don't recognize you, you clam up, you sit back, and you stay in your seat. You never move. You never do what God asks of you. God gives you an assignment before you even get to church. And you sit and you be quiet and you act like, you know, I don't want to open my mouth. I don't want to shout today. I don't want to give God praise. I just want to sit in my seat and be quiet because I see how they treated other people. When I've opened my mouth before, they didn't answer me. They didn't hear me. They threw me off. They pushed me away. They set me to a side. They, didn't, they said that I was not worthy enough. I haven't suffered enough. They said I'm not called by God. So I'm confused. So now I'm just going to sit here and not do anything. You can't do that. You're allowing yourself to die spiritually when God has made way for you. 1 Corinthians 1 and 27. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things of the world. He takes the wise, he takes the foolish things, and he makes them wise. He takes the weaker things in us, and he strengthens them that we can move on with that power and that might. 1 Corinthians 3 and 7 says, So then neither is he that hath planted a thing, neither he that have watereth anything, but God that giveth the increase. Meaning, you know your purpose. You know what your calling is on your life. Now God will send one to help you walk in your calling, help you understand who you are. But that's the very person that you throw to a side. 
Oh, I don't want to hear what you got to say. You talking too much. You, you trying to control me. I, I don't need nobody to control me. I know what I'm doing. But yet, God is telling you to come up hither, get closer to him, get in his face, and you don't even understand how to even get in that posture. But you want somebody to leave you alone because you feel like they're being pushy. Well, sometimes we need a push start. Sometimes we need a jump start. It's getting ready to get cold. And our older model vehicles, when you don't have a strong enough battery or a strong enough starter and um, alternator, it's going to take some time for that vehicle to crank up and start. But because you're of old, you feel like you can't be taught. Some of us young folk, we feel like we don't need to be taught nothing because we know it all. But a wise woman and wise man told me, you should always remain teachable. First Corinthians 3 and 8 says, Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one. And every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. Now, if you're not working, you're not doing anything, you're not progressing to build yourself, how do you expect that you're going to get a man or a woman if you're seeking to be married or even in a relationship to even take you seriously? You feel that your word is all that you have, and you're saying, I'll be there at 1030, but you don't show up until 1145. Your word and your bond has already been broken with that person because they've been sitting and waiting on you at 1030, and you didn't show up until 1145. You had no remorse. You didn't care, and you still feel like you're the it of the world. But you must understand, if God planted in you, in a place you must come forth, you must do all things diligently to the way of God. God is a God of order and decency and in timing. He works with the seasons. He works with the time. He gives you the numbers sometimes that you are in need of to know. He gives you divine Revelation. First Corinthians three and thirteen says, Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall come, for the day that shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by life and the fire. Shall and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. Meaning, every man's work 
shall be made manifest. Yeah. If you have an invention, you invented the wheelchair, you invented the TV, or how to put the bulb in the TV, that the TV may have light, you may invent the refrigerator, you discovered that the world needs an ice box, as they called it back in the day, very close to an ice box. But you had to understand that the ice box has a purpose, a plan for how it's going to suit the human race, the human life of living. Do you not understand and know how important you are to someone's life? Do you not understand how important you are to a person? Or many people are waiting to meet you. Many people are waiting to be delivered, set free by your hand, by your word of a testimony. Jesus, do you not understand how worthy you are? Do you not understand how glorious you are? Do you not understand how much of an importance you truly will be and are to the body of Christ. You must understand why God created you and who he created you for. Because everyone's not meant to go out into the world. Some are meant to be right in the neighborhood you were born in. Some God will move you to the next city over because that's where he needs you to be. Because he knows Sister Joe and Brother Joe are going to need somebody to be there by them. They never have children as they live there in that property because some homes are conducive for children. Some homes are not conducive for children. Most people always set their houses up just in case a child may come through um, or one of the family members that may have a child. You know, um, let me give you this last scripture on this topic of building you. Um, I've got two more. And it's 1 Corinthians 3 and 15. If any man's work shall be burdened, he shall suffer loss, but himself shall he save, yet so as by fire. Meaning, we all fall short when we're trying to, when we're all trying to pick up the pieces of our lives and move forward. Some of us have um, personal businesses, and sometimes you do suffer a loss. 
household. When you working long hours, that's a vulnerable person. When you working on hours, you know you out all types of the night or all day long. You don't have anyone that calls to check on you, but you just do. This is your routine for fourteen, fifteen. Some people retire out doing the same job that they were doing, and they never found truly who they were spiritually, and they never knew, I was right there with this guy, or I was right there with this woman, and they just, uh, the death. And some people do work themselves. Only God can save and keep your mindset stayed on Him long enough for you to understand that you didn't have to and you don't have to live in the capacity that you're living and working in. God is easy, simple, and free. When God gave gave us our gifts and talents, Way before he formed and fashioned us in our our mother's womb, he already knew the last scripture says. Um, unless anyone has anything to share or say, any questions at this point about building you? Have I lost anyone? Are there any questions? First Corinthians 4 and 4 says, For I know nothing by myself. Yet am I not um, heartily justified, but he that judges me is the Lord. And we got to know that we are judged by God, not by man. man. We always look for validation when we're doing something concerning ourselves. And as mothers, this is something very dear and deeply because you feel, um, um, what is the word I want to say? Sometimes you feel guilty when you go off and you do things for yourself. You might go and buy you a nice pair of shoes or dress, and you know, you know, you have taken care of your children, but you still feel a sense of guilt or you feel a sense of shame, like, well, why would I buy that not knowing if there's going to be something coming down the line? You have to have that confidence in knowing that God is the only one that has that judgment to judge against what you are doing. And I know for a fact that God is not going to hold you accountable 
as you buying yourself some apparel to keep you looking modest as a woman, as a mother. You may be a businesswoman. Um, you may be still trying to find yourself or redefine yourself after having children, and now they are of age. So this is to help you to build yourself. What is to you strong for you is your weakness. What is more mighty is your strength. Trust the process and let your faith fail you not. You have more inside of you than you think. God is in control of all. Let no one deceive you. God is not marked. Whatsoever a man thinketh, uh, excuse me, whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. Um, whatever a man thinks, there is, um, whatever a man thinks, so is he. Be very careful on how you handle yourself during this building process because you want to be able to handle the Holy Ghost fire that is giving to hit, that is going to hit you. Open up your heart and mind. Clean out everything that has happened to you for you through you being for you made it to this day. If it wasn't for you and your confidence and your mindset, your heart, you trusting in you. Because the word that God gave me today was about trust. But he wanted me to go and give you building you. Because trust no one but God. Open up your eyes and ears to hear the spirit of the living God speak. And open your eyes to see the spirit of the living God move all around you, for you, for your friends, co-workers, children, family, your, your marriages, your business, your careers, your title change, your payment change, um, your cover, your car change. Trust the process of the living God. Trust not what is dead. Old things have passed away. Behold what is new now. People of God delight and seek the face of God. Seek him every day. Stop listening to these bathroom ministers which where you think you can get fed, where you think you can release at, everything does not come in a package deal. The bathroom has a sink. It looks like it's flowing, a toilet. You think you have gotten real rid of it. The bathtub, it is it really a cleaning station? The shower. How far can it be pushed away? Bathroom preachers steal your joy. They give you false hope. 
You can't live in a one room and try to function with what you see right in front of you, and you never see what is behind other doors. God says, what are you building in you? Is it you real and of God, or is it safe and looks real? Stop listening to these false doctrines from people who you are not called by. God, ne- God never or God um, has not chosen them. They are not chosen by God. Be watchful and prayerful. Trust the process of God's unchanging hand. Feel his touch and his might. Only his power will last. All in one place, in arm's reach. So it is basically given to you. You did not tend to work. You didn't have to work for it. Come right on in. Your life is, you know, these false doctrines, they just come right on in your life as it was good for you and good for them, but it is not good. You cannot get either all, you cannot get everything all at once. When it comes to Jesus, he does not put much on you than you can bear. The bathroom preachers try to tell you to sow a seed and all is wet. Everything is wet, watered down, but all you think is it's okay, it's well. You know, I use the sink in the bathroom every day. I use the toilet every day. I use the bathtub every day. I even shower every day. So I don't think nothing's wrong with the bathroom creature because I use all these functions as well. But you really got to look at the sink. Is it really flowing in the flow of the Lord? You got to look at the toilet. Is it really getting rid of? Because the, how many times have your toilet backed up on you? How many times have your sink overflowed? How many times did you think your bathtub was really clean, but you can't see that back wall to see the ring still left around it? You only see the first surface of that half circle of the tub. You don't see the back portion to see whether you cleaned it good enough in your shower. How far can it be pushed away? Because the shower is a constant running water, but you always have those constant creatures that want to constantly keep on preaching <laughs> as if they moving and, 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 and getting rid of things when they're not even in the wind or doctrine of the Holy Spirit. They're just pushing the word of God back and forth. Colossians 4 and 2 says, Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. 
was all praying also for us, that God would open unto us a door of utterance, of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in bond, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. Now, as we were online earlier before most of you got on, the word came forth from last Sunday to finish up what she preached on about the third revelation. And you must speak things into manifestation to build you up, to give you strength and confidence in who you are. You must know and understand who you are in Christ, who God has created you, not this um, alter ego that you come up with or that has been shown to you by looking in the mirror or by putting on makeup, putting on a wig, putting on a suit and a tie, you know, and now all of a sudden you created this new person, but this person was not naturally born and created by the Holy Spirit. Some of you are living with all the egos that has messed your mindset up to the point where you're no longer even being real with yourself. It's like you're walking and living in a fantasy all day long. Because you're not being real, you're listening to these, these bathroom preachers, you're not trusting in God, but you're trusting in all these other people that you can see and cheer. Oh, they preach a good message. Oh, they had us shouting today. You shouted all out your clothes, your hair all messed up, but your situation is still the same. You didn't get any revelation on how you can change your situation, how you can come out of your situation. How do you make it through? Because God is not all about just the tremble and dance, but God is about you getting that anointing of him to know how he works and operates. So as, as, as a man and woman of God, we have to understand that we've got to put our trust in the Lord. Your trust being in God, that's the number one foundation for you to be built back up. No matter whether you hit ground zero and you have nothing, whether you're half on, on level one or you on level four. It doesn't matter. God is here to sustain and help you Rebuild yourself, building you up, because Kathy, you're not far off from the gates of heaven, but you need to be rebuilt in certain places of your life that you can be in agreement, and you don't have to feel like, I have to smother myself in, I don't fit in, I'm never going to fit in. We all don't fit in everywhere. So is there anyone that has any rebuttal, any questions, anything you would like to share 
or say at this time? Was there anything said or spoken that has blessed you? Um, you know, feel free to, to chime in. And the word was good. I want to give you Colossians 4 and 6. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. When we're in a conversation and we're speaking, building ourselves, we may say things that may make us look um, a little lower than what we ought to look when we open our mouths to speak. You know how people say, oh, you can tell a person, you know, by just looking at them or how they carry themselves, but when they open their mouth, we kind of know where they are in their mature level or where they are in life because sometimes People don't know how to speak. And because you don't know how to talk correctly, it will give a person the wrong perception of who you are. And this is another reason why it's important and imperative that you know who you are spiritually. Because they're going to call you out your name. They're going to call you sad. They're going to call you sick, sicky. You know, they don't have to know your ailments, your weaknesses, your strengths. They don't have to know any of this. People go off of what they see. And they run with it. And this is why it's important for us to build ourselves up. Build you. Because when you build you, all scriptures is given by inspiration of God, and God is profitable for the doctrine, for the repairing, for your correction, for your instruction in his righteousness. You know, we don't just Preach and give the word of God. Um, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. And when you are a lover of yourself, that's first, I mean, Second Timothy 3 and 2. You know, we should always be lovers of ourselves because if we don't love us, other people are not going to love us. They're not going to love on us. They're going to treat us according to how we are treating ourselves. And that's not a way that we should live 
or allow anybody to come into our lives as you are building. Now you are rebuilding yourself. You should be stronger than ever. There should be no weaknesses in you. You should be able to stand firm and strong on the word of God. You should be able to stand firm and know who you are. If you are a prophet, if you are an evangelist, if you are um, a good worker, helper, a telecommunicator, um, what else? I can't remember. You know, there's so many titles. Huh? That we just sit here and call ourselves, we like I'm doing the thing. But, you know, um, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. Mm-mm-mm. People will be lovers of themselves in all types of ways to the point where they will be selfish and they will not give you the opportunity to even show your great work that God has given you. But when I read my Bible, God said that he will make your name great. He said that. He will make your name great. You don't have to go out searching to try to make your name great. Now that you have built yourself, your confidence should be built up. The way that you walk shall be built up. The way that you talk shall be built up. And there should be no slack or lacking in the confidence of your voice, of whatever and whomever you're talking to. They should always feel the love of God coming through you. That's just no right. They should see you from afar off and say, oh, wow, look, a sister so-and-so. And they say, they say, oh, you glowing. Oh, I see a light on you. You look much better. And don't take offense. Because we've all had those down times where we begin to lose ourselves. Or we begin to try to find out, God, how did I get here? Why am I going backwards instead of forward? Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thy own understanding. This is your apostle, God. I have given you the word of building you. And also, trust. Give God all the trust. Don't. Don't try to do more than what God will only allow you to do. Be at peace, and I love you. This is your apostle, Apostle Don.